and we are almost there as we've reached Thursday, November the 10th, 2022. I am Jay Cleveland Payne. This is things you might not have heard. And these things, these eight things coming up in a moment, are some new stories from across the past 30 hours that you vetted as conversational topics, things to chat about. They may not be getting the top headlines because we're still counting votes. That's going to happen, you know, till the weekend. So that's going to take over most of the airwaves for the national coverage. But right now, today, other things are happening as well, including one thing we're missing. I'm just going to go off the top of the bat. There was a story in range about the hurricane that literally hit Florida last night and was downgraded to a tropical depression. So that's the second hurricane in um, a month or so that people are dealing with there in Florida. So hearts, minds here, and our thoughts and prayers going out to those folks out there. But we cut that, and I'll probably cut it for a really silly story, to be honest. And otherwise, eight stories coming up that you vetted as conversational. We'll get to those in mere moments. I want to remind you that our main website is this is a conversationproject.com. Find out all the details behind the scenes with us there. That way I spend less time talking about it here. Let's get into the news, shall we? The top story, it may not be the most populist, most conversational listed engaging story, but the top story, as far as I'm concerned, is this one. Brittany Griner is being moved to a Russian penal colony. That is now turned to Brittany Griner has been moved to a Russian penal colony. There are more details about these things in the news story. So click the link to get the start on this one. But the biggest thought about this is essentially just basically laying out just how she's going to live for the next nine years of her sentence. And it was not expected to be a very pretty sight. Penal colonies in Russia are extremely harsh. I mean, you, you just saw, you know, the season of Stranger Things where they sent the guy to the Russian uh, penal colony, and that was the 80s, and that was mock-up and all these things like that. But it's not so far-fetched that he's out there, you know, just beating down rocks uh, in, in that the scenario. It's not so far-fetched that Brittany Griner is going to do some back-breaking, seriously um, um, life-threatening work out there as anyone's been out there and anyone that we've actually recovered from penal colonies, uh, Americans or from other places there, uh, have come back less of themselves and in pretty bad shape, if you will. Uh, this thing is apparently going to happen. I'm not sure what we can do for interventions, but all the types of interventions, all the types of negotiations are going through to get her and other people out. I think she's such a high value target that she's going to be there for nine years. Unfortunately, I, I don't have the optimism that others do, um, but I don't. Now, this is one that's a bit crass, a lot crass, but we're going to go with it anyway. Kurt Bardella makes joke about Lauren Bobet, Bobert and Oli fans. Let me set the scene. Election coverage uh, two nights ago, um, Joy Reid is talking to a couple of folks on her panel, talking about things going on and specifically popping up Lauren Bobert who is, um, made a big uh, sort of tweet thing about the red wave is coming and then didn't tweet for 17 hours as the red wave didn't quite come. Um, what Ms. Reed said on MSNBC was essentially uh, reminding folks that her restaurant, her and her husband's restaurant, had folded about a year, year and a half ago. Uh, so they don't have that as a business. And she looked like she was going to lose her job in Congress. So what type of job would she go to? And Kurt Bardella, in an extremely crass but an awfully funny way, uh, said, well, it looks like the loss for the Republicans is going to be a gain for OnlyFans. As in, Lauren Boebert can probably go to OnlyFans and start making money there. I think it's hilarious. I didn't put it up here this year because, you know, it, we were sliding uh, members of Congress and not being not being um, cordial. There's a lot of stuff of people bashing Paul Pelosi, and this is not a way to make up for that. I just know that when I put something on OnlyFans inside of the thing here, we get clicks. And that's 
basically it. So we got clicks on this one. I may get a chance to sing a very, very, very round railsing roundition and maybe a final roundition of Go Away, Lord Bobert, fairly soon once the votes are in. Right now, she's actually not losing by much, believe it or not, uh, in her um, in her district because the counts are going on back and forth. But it does look like she's not going to get 50 percent. So it looks like she will be out of Congress fairly soon and I will get a chance to sing Go Away, Lauren Bobert, Go Away. If you want that, and you really probably don't, just let me know. Let's move on to this one. In a major blow to Putin, Russia orders retreat from Kyrgyzstan region in southern Ukraine. This has been a very well-contested region in Ukraine that the Russians were very proud of capturing fairly quickly, fairly early, fairly easily, you would say, and holding on to until they had to say, we actually want to annex this and sort of fake the election in which the, the Ukrainians came in and overtook it as they were voting to keep it, or the, or the folks of Kyrgyzstan were voting to stay in Russia. Um, essentially, Putin's generals are like, we can't do this. And they have actually pulled out of the region, uh, and the Ukrainians are starting to take it back over and fix it. Now, the big issue with Ukraine in general is the Russians are starting to uh, blow up their infrastructure so that there's no infrastructure as they leave, period. That's going to be an issue as well. But right now we know that Putin has a pretty big black eye for his Ukraine invasion as this treasured region that they took is no longer theirs. By their hand, they basically left it. General Anson opens up about IVF journey for the first time. General Anson is doing some interviews right now. And the biggest shocker that we're getting is while people have put her up as the childless woman um a pedestal as this is what a woman who doesn't have children and is doing professional stuff can do. This is what if you choose to not be a mother, not be saddled by those things, not have to deal with so much. On, well, she's been married a couple of times, but, you know, dealing with, you know, the, the joys and the pain of motherhood. There are some other things you get out of it. You have more freedom to do more things and be more progressive, if you will. The problem is that's not exactly how it works. General Aston is not childless by design, not childless because, you know, the, the guy she marries are kind of jerkish at times. She's childless because she's had issues conceiving a child. And so she talked about, you know, her trying to conceive children in the past. And that's opening up a brand new sort of level of sympathy, empathy and acknowledgement of Jennifer Aniston for things that she did do. Uh, more or less now, in spite of trying to be a mother, not because she chose not to be a mother. Check out some of the details on that one. You will be extremely impressed by some of the things said in the interview. Damian Lewis returns as Bobby Axelrod in Billions after he quit the show when wife Helen McCrory died. Um, much like Mick, uh, Rick Moranis, who essentially, when his wife died, he left Hollywood for ever. Uh, to um, take care of his kids and just be a family guy. The only thing, last thing he did uh, after his wife died was his commercial he did like a year ago with Ryan Reynolds for um, Mobile. And all he did was like pop up in the commercial and he's done nothing else. No, he, He's been asked to do things and not done anything. Damian Lewis, a popular actor right now in his prime, dealing with the same thing. His wife died and he went back to London to take care of his kids. And now he's back after a few years away and the kids are older and doing things back in the role that he was basically killing it in. Uh, that's the role is Bobby Axelrod in Billions. And somehow the show continued on without the main antagonist, him, you know, trying to um, 
be a rich guy and, and show the, the 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 suits that you know rich guys win. We're gonna see how he plays back into the show. If you're a fan of Billions, I actually am not a you know watcher of it, so we'll see how that plays out. But this is really really big news for a lot of folks and for people who are fans of the actor Damian Lewis himself, a good actor on his own. Uh, but this show right here. here Took a bit of a hit when he left it. Now he's coming back to juice some lights back into it. We'll see how that's going to roll. Rick Santorum questions Trump's hold on the Republican Party. Rick Santorum is just the headline we pulled. Many top elites in the Republican Party have stated in the past two days how the lack of a red wave or the specifically the way the people that President Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump, propped up as the right folks to take over some of these jobs in the Senate and the House weren't the right folks and aren't winning the house jobs anyway, uh, that the hold that the Trump has may not be as great as it is, even though the people seem to be uh, chanting behind him, these actual actions as a leader and as a person who throws the ideas out there aren't working for the Republican party. Uh, we know he has an announcement coming up next Tuesday, the 15th. Uh, we will see what it is. It may be running for president. It may be buying a Starbucks. We don't really know. We, we do believe because the sources tell us uh, that he had got, he got basically got talked out of, of, of essentially announcing he's running for president the day before the election to not, you know, throw up that sort of static. But this is a man who is um, I'm not a doctor. I cannot directly diagnose a man. Seems like a pretty much thick narcissist who's doing nothing but saving his own ass right now. And that's pretty much how he's been for the past 70 years. So we're going to see what plays out with this. But right now, many people on the Republican side are saying maybe Donald Trump's not the right guy to follow into this battle, which a lot of people have been saying all along. SNL writers boycott over Dave Chappelle hosting the show. Dave Chappelle is going to host the post-election SNL, which is this Saturday, if they can actually get a show. The writers are now boycotting. A lot of people are, are up in arms. A lot of people are saying they're not going to watch because of Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, who maybe see three years ago was the funniest man on the planet, uh, has done some more controversial things, uh, sticking up for Kanye in some cases, uh, doing some some kind of dirty deeds to people uh, in, in private neighborhoods and saying a couple things, especially some transphobic things and standing up to them that he's essentially twisting that on his head. And so a lot of people aren't so happy about Dave Chappelle being picked to host this week. Uh, it seems like Saturday Night Live is um, not so much having bad shows, but having a hard time really filling the slots for the hosts because uh, a lot of the hosts have been musical guests as well just to get things going for this season. Many folks have said Saturday Night Live may not make it up to 50. Uh, we shall see as that rolls around. <laughs> but essentially, once the writers say they don't want to be around for a um, – for uh for a host doing an episode of Senate Live gets much, much harder. And this is the story that we did not put in the story on Hurricane Ian making landfall in Florida. Teen thug fleeing Las Vegas store with stolen merchandise knocks himself out after smashing into glass window. Now, no, this is not the most important story of the world, but this is extremely funny as a person who has once ran into a glass window um going out of a door. Well, multiple times doing it, but but nearly knocking himself out and going through a glass door, trying to go through a glass window. Uh, this is something that I actually empathize in, although I was not fleeing from police and just, you know, being Jay Cleveland for the most part. But yeah, so check this one out. This will give you a laugh to get you through the rest of your week if you're having a rough week. And yes, we did not talk about a serious hurricane because some idiot ran into a glass wall.
it how that's sometimes it bees like that. Plaintiff in lawsuit opposing Biden student debt forgiveness had PPP loan forgiven. Here's another case that we're going to talk to if you deem this one a conversational story where someone who actually uh, got forgiveness did not give forgiveness to those. This was actually a part of the sermon we had this this weekend about the um, the the person who, who owned money to, to um to a um to a king and he didn't know how he was going to pay it and thought he's got to sell his, his family into whatever and then the king's like you know what we're you're good go to, go take care of yourself live life and live long and prosper and then he goes off and goes to the, some other guy that owes him money and basically you know bats him around the head and said yo i need my money and then the king basically just throws the guy in jail anyway this is essentially what's happening here. Someone who's who's complaining about the peep, the student loan forgiveness, saying it's not fair for people who paid off their student loans and not fair for people, uh, you know, with money who didn't have to do this, actually got a PPP loan and had it forgiven. Read the story, go deep into it, and if you want to chat this one up, let me know by engaging in it. Facebook, this is the Conversation Project, and Twitter. TH underscore conversation, engage in it, like it, love it, hate it, share it. And if you do engage in it enough times, it gets high enough inside the range that we'll talk about it. Unless, you know, someone else runs into a glass wall and then I'll probably cut this one for, for, for that one. But uh, you tell us what stories to talk about Tuesday through Thursday. We go to the top 15 of the stories that are posted in the last 30 hours, about 33 stories or so. And we cut those about eight to present to you on Monday. We'll give you 10 out of 30 from a grand total of about 95 to 98 stories in the weekend. We'll see what eight stories will round out for Friday, which is tomorrow, tomorrow. First, we're gonna talk about grammar. We're gonna talk about Grammarly. Grammarly will save your life. Grammarly is a service that will <coughs> Getting all choked up about it. Grammarly will save your life. It's a service that will help you with your grammar. Yes. Yes. Because you need help with your grammar. Grammarly will integrate with your systems. It has a Chrome extension. It has a Microsoft Edge extension. Uh, it has um, the website itself. It can integrate inside of Microsoft Office products. And it will be the very powerful grammar and spell check app and a service that you need. Uh, it can check for plagiarism with different uh, type of writing styles. It can check for uh, things that are too wordy, things are not wordy enough, things that are words and things that are not words. Grammarly will take care of all your writing, whether it's professional, whether it's personal, and you can look better in writing, maybe not in person, but in writing by using Grammarly often. Check it out by going to this is a conversationproject.com slash Grammarly. This is a conversationproject.com slash Grammarly. This is the conversation.com slash Grammarly, G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y. Links also in the description for uh, wherever you're getting this, either podcast version or video version. And you can get started today with Grammarly. You may say, this is going to cost a lot of money to get my, my spelling check. And you're going to then, then say, I'm not sure how I ever got past life without this once you start using Grammarly. Let's talk about the conversation project. Our home at this is a conversation project.com is where you can find details about what we have going on there for the conversation project. And we're going to do some linking there, uh, cross promotion with the now what network stuff as now that we are done with the elections mostly, uh, how to keep the people we voted in office accountable to what we want them to do, or if, if they're not our guy what we need them to think about when before they make their vote against what we want them to do they'll be there to that as well but the main part of the conversation project are links to all of our different 
access feeds on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, on um, Facebook again, on LinkedIn, uh, where we are, where we be in the podcast world and how to get a hold of us. Plus sponsors, um, partnership opportunities, and just some of the other things, tricks up our sleeves, although our sleeves are rolled up this morning uh, uh, that we have. Check it out at this is a conversation project.com. Today, things to talk about include birthdays. Uh, going 54 years old today for Mr. Tracy Morgan, 53 years old for Miss Ellen Pompeo, and Walter Goggins clocking in at 51 years old today. We had some, um, there were a lot of people to celebrate today, but this is one we pulled three folks that are basically relevant, if you will. Tracy Morgan on a maybe third lifetime doing stuff uh, in the world. Ellen Pompeo, who's still making it work on Grey's Anatomy, although they, I think she wanted to leave and they threw some money at her. It's like, okay, sure, I'll stick around. And Walter Goggins, who um, any role he gets in, he just becomes that. Of course, the star of the sitcom, the unicorn, the um, breakout star, essentially of un, um, um, justified, uh, basically making that thing and popping in in cameos here and there. Today is two things. We're going to number one celebrate Sesame Street Day today, on November tenth, um, nineteen sixty nine. The first episode of Sesame Street aired on on television, uh, starting a long, long history of kids getting access to educational assets via the Muppet characters. There it is also the birthday of the Marine Corps, November 10, uh, 1775. So the Marine Corps, older than the United States, uh, happy birthday to the double dogs of the USMC today. A salute to all of you guys as well. But we're putting the main emphasis on Sesame Street. We're just doing it. So, but we're, we're popping some Marines there. Some Marines have your have your fun, have your day, but don't try to overshadow um, Elmo and Abby Cadab because um, they'll cut you. They probably won't cut you, but you know. All right. One more thing you might not have heard out the door. Whether you're in an authoritative Aries or carrying cancer, every zodiac sign has its most attractive traits. These astrological measurements can be can even predict everything from your romantic capability to your health. Not really, but we're going to go with it. But when it comes to intelligence, which sign is the most brains? Aquarius and Scorpios are the smartest zodiac signs, astrologers say but for two very different reasons. Those born under Aquarius sign have the highest levels of analytical intelligence, which is measured by cognitive ability and IQ. Scorpios, on the other hand, have more perceptive smarts. They are the best at realistically assessing and understanding the world at large. That's not to say that the other zodiac signs aren't intelligent in their own ways, because they all equal out in, in, in the end. In fact, Geminis and Libras have plenty of mental smarts too according to Neil Crabtree, an astrologist, Cancer and Pisces are the most emotionally intelligent. In other words, they are excel at recognizing and reasoning with their own and other feelings. Taurus, Virgos, Capricorns demonstrate practical intelligence. And the fire signs, Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius, tend to be the most intuitive, making them the most inclined to take risk and fill leadership positions. And you know none of this stuff is, is real, right? You know, it, it doesn't really it's it doesn't really correlate as they're all uh, based on generalities that just sort of fit close enough that you say, oh, this is me, uh, except for Libras, because Libras are awesome. Everybody else is is, you know, subpar. And there you have it. Today is Thursday, November the 10th, 2022. It's still that day as I say these words, but this has been, as I'm also saying these words, the wrap up for things you might have heard for 
this day, which I said is Thursday, November 10, 2022. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Thank you for being a part of us, whether you're watching it live, checking out a replay on the video or listening to the podcast. We need you to be a part of this thing. Make sure you are following us on our feed so you can give us things to talk about so we can talk them up later in this form and various others as well. I also want to say stay hydrated, stay limber, and stay on task. Because while we need you to, of course, check out the feeds and vote on things, we also just need you to get your stuff done. You've got work to do that needs to be done by you. So make sure you're around as best as possible. Rule number one in my rules of life is don't die. So that's what we're doing, trying not to die and trying to progress as best as possible. Let's do it again tomorrow. Wrap it up another big old week of news. And as we're still counting votes, I guess. But we're going to do that tomorrow. <laughs>